Welcome to this episode of Between Ourselves and this is an unusual episode as it's a recording from a public dialogue I had at the culmination of my artist residency at Hotel Maria Capel. I held my final show in December 2019 and the residency is based in Horn, which is a small town close to Amsterdam in the Netherlands. I chose to focus my residency on the idea of black women and rest. I drew on approaches from people such as Trisha Hersey of the Nap Ministry and Black Power Naps. The discussion you're about to hear was the culmination of a day-long event I titled, What If It Was All Going To Be Okay? The day began with everyone parking their worries at the door, where I'd created a faux parking bay. People could write their worries on a piece of paper, place them in an envelope, and pop them in a parking spot. We were then guided through a self-care through self-build session led by Harriet Morley, where we created and assembled wooden tables together that had been specially designed for the event. Then we headed into the main chapel space, where I presented a poem, all about the themes, and there was some prose, we had some group discussions, we did a guided meditation whilst we sat on cushions and blankets on the floor. Then Marley and I had a discussion together at the front, which you will hear in a moment. And the day ended after the talk with us moving out of the chapel space and into the area where the tables we had made were beautifully arranged and set up for a communal dinner. We ate amazing food cooked for us by Dimitra Fellerhoff. So here we go. Welcome to today's episode. For my public event as part of this residency, I wanted to be in dialogue with another black woman to speak about the particularities of our experiences, how we feel about rest, perfectionism and guilt from our particular perspectives. Um, And I want to make clear that what we're doing is quite a vulnerable thing um, and ask that everyone is respectful in the information that we're sharing with the group and the questions that they might ask. So... This is, Nana, do I pronounce your surname Pierre-Louis? Yeah, oh, very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so this is Marley Pierre-Louis, uh, is a writer and creative strategist, originally from Brooklyn, currently living in Amsterdam. She's interested in using technology, art and words to tell stories, amplify messages and organise people and ideas. Marley is the co-founder of Amsterdam Black Women Collective, a community of diasporic black women chasing their dreams through Europe. She's also a co-founder of Fuckzine and a co-editor curator for Versal. She pays the bills as a principal UX copywriter at Booking.com. So welcome, Marley. <laughs> so we've kind of explored it in the, the circle earlier, but my first question, and although I'm asking the questions, I think how do we feel about rest or how do you feel about rest and are you someone who finds it easy to slow down so I would say that only recently have I had any thoughts about rest at all mm-hmm. um, maybe in the last year prior to now I think if you had asked me that question I would just be like yeah you go to sleep at night and <laughs> You wake up and that's your rest, right? Um, But I think more and more I am understanding the like the radical nature of rest Mm -hmm. as a black woman Mm -hmm. and seeing it as more than just kind of like your body zonking out at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but as a way of moving through space 
that is gentle, that is more gentle, mm -hmm. and that is more, um, yeah, it's more, it's also about like taking up space, because mm -hmm. I think how I would normally think about rest is like, there's no time for it, mm -hmm. um, there's too much to do, which is also like my mother as an example, having a single mom and just like, always racing through life mm -hmm. um, but I think the, the deeper I think about it the more I see it as um, a commentary on self-worth and how much worth we give ourselves and how much worth we think the world gives us mm -hmm. and that our self-worth comes from productivity mm -hmm. and so rest is not productive and so if I'm to be um, seen in the world mm -hmm. I can't rest mm -hmm. For me, I feel like I only rest when I am forced to. So I feel like I, I probably have two levels that I operate at. So mm. I would like do like loads and feel really good, like I've got X, Y, and Z off my to-do list, but then I will be like quite drained and depleted. Yeah. So then I really will have to like stop. Yeah. Um, but then that's kind of okay because I got stuff done. Right. Kind of you thing. deserved it. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. that's allowed. But I would really love to feel able to just stay in bed all day and not feel bad yeah. about that kind yeah. of thing. So I don't think I find it easy to consciously slow down. And this sounds terrible. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, when you get ill, I'm kind of like, oh, well, I have to rest now. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like out of my yeah, hands yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, um, yes, yeah, stuff being taken out of your hands, for me, like, helps me to rest but I think it's also your body right. speaking to you saying that yeah. you like you need to slow down and you need to stop right um, and so I'm trying to take more heed of that or be more conscious of the things that really give me energy mm -hmm. certain people that I might find draining versus people that really kind of energize me and help me to feel good or really see me yeah. or feel me kind of thing I think right. that helps I can be with people but it still be a restful experience of right. Yeah. So I think that's also a new thing to think about how to rest together. Because I think I often think of rest as a. I think maybe there's some people that it's like easy to yeah. be with. Right. And that can be a more restful experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wonder though, because I also could see how even the people who I find it easy to be with, mm -hmm. I think there's something about the passing of time that always feels like yeah like it's running out mm -hmm. and so I would have friends that are easy to be with but I can't even fathom like a restful experience with them because mm -hmm. it's usually like oh like we should go see the show we should go yeah. right like you always feel this this impulse to capitalize on every moment mm -hmm. like everything has to be epic everything mm -hmm. has to be an experience mm -hmm. so I could definitely see the the power in just being like let's just take naps together like oh, yeah, should we just be, cuddle <laughs> should we just like you know yeah. yeah and that that that's not really seen within platonic like in friendships to yeah. like just nap with someone would is kind of deemed weird, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I think with a romantic partner, that's like allowed that's or legitimate. Yeah, that's a whole other problem. Yeah, that's a whole girl. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Problems there. <laughs> yeah. um, so the next question is: In what ways do you think Black women might have a particular relationship to rest? I think historically and presently, Black women don't really have spaces to slow down. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're often having to carry a lot yeah. and 
perceived as being able to carry a lot and being perceived as um, yeah. you know st- stereotypes of like the strong black woman uh, that then can also become self-fulfilling prophecies in the sense that then you think oh well I should be able to handle this I need yeah. to kind of keep pushing through uh, I think there's also kind of maybe a societal expectation of that and so when you resist that as well I think that that can be a bit discombobulating for people yeah Yeah, I'm thinking of um, well like the moment that I'm in right now in life is like um, all of those things that you listed there also a mom also a partner Mm -hmm. and um, always doing the most Mm -hmm. and I would often have people say to me um, like how do you do it Mm. how do you do it and I would uh, there was a point when I would take that as a compliment like yeah I'm like the boss like I do all the things <laughs> but more and more I'm just like wait a minute like I, I can't I actually can't do it all mm-hmm. and I'm like always on the brink of just dropping all the balls yeah and like I think so what you're talking about the, the particular ways that black women I think move through space is not only are we carrying just like the load of racism and sexism on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're carrying the load of all the things that people project onto us in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And like, at least I feel like I'm constantly moving through the world, trying to resist those things Mm -hmm. and and ready, like I stay ready, like Mm -hmm. what, Mm -hmm. what, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think just like for me in my workspace, for example, having to like, I'm in a leadership position, so just, being a caretaker, mm-hmm. being someone who's kind of often speaking out about issues, about marginalized people, like mm-hmm. in all spaces all the time, even mm-hmm. though that's not what, what I get paid to do. But mm-hmm. being a marginalized person, I think, makes you like deeply empathetic and mm-hmm. deeply like aware of those things. And so you're always either fighting for yourself or, or others mm-hmm. is, uh, is how I felt. And so the last couple of months I've taken a leave from work because mm-hmm. I've just been like, I've had enough. And it's not even from a space of, you know, I wish I had been like, I deserve rest now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been powerful, but mm-hmm. it was more like, I'm so tired and not tired of work, but mm-hmm. like truly the, the, the fatigue of white supremacy and, mm-hmm. and, and patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that is what that is what I'm ill from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that experience has been really powerful for me to to just think about yeah rest, think mm-hmm. about rest, and think about my own value outside of the context of like responding to whiteness and responding to oppression and responding to like the 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 constant demands of capitalism. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that that most black women, like we, we're kind of always navigating that space of like, how do I, like rest gives you the power and the space to like listen to yourself mm-hmm. and be like, what, what is it that I want? <laughs> what is coming from me? Mm-hmm. Rather than what is the world constantly demanding of me? And yeah. I think like I was raised to believe like I had to be you have to be better than everyone. Like you mm-hmm. can't, you can't rest. You mm-hmm. you have to stay woke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and so if you ha- if, if that is always there, then there's there's really no time or space to like take a nap. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> how has it felt then, like being off work and like being forced to take that time? Has it been 
nice? Has it been challenging? No. Well, I think the first <laughs> the first two weeks were tough because I because I was just like. Uh, like what do I do like what, literally what do I do with myself yeah like my husband works from home and so I would just be like in his face and he was <laughs> like what like what is wrong with you because I, I needed to I needed to feel productive mm-hmm. and I felt like I, I yeah I felt guilty I felt like um, lazy I felt mm-hmm. all kinds of wrong mm-hmm. um, but then what happened was like I was sleeping again mm-hmm. and I was having dreams again mm-hmm. like I was able to do yoga again, you know, mm-hmm. like all these things that I was just like, not yeah, just things that I wasn't able to experience pleasure from anymore. Mm-hmm. I started to experience that, and then it was like, hold up, <laughs> you know, I just really realized how much I had. Um, it, the time away helped me realize how much I had been defining myself through my productivity mm-hmm. at work mm-hmm. and through like my ability to like fight mm-hmm. white people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, I want, you know, and yeah. just like this constant rage and anxiety was what was feeling yeah. me forward, not like passion or joy mm-hmm. um, or just like personal motivation, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's been really, um, it's been a journey and I, maybe you've heard this quote, um, I am my ancestor's greatest wildest dreams yeah and so that's been knocking around in my head too and it's like when I think about what my ancestors wildest dreams would have been it's not like work (laughs) like more working Mm. no Mm. it's like you know like the 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 joy of like being able to be with my son Mm -hmm. like our ancestors weren't able to care for their children and play with their children right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's power it's powerful to be like I'm actually just gonna sit here and do absolutely nothing (laughs) and look really cute doing it (laughs) and I think also what you're saying about anger as well I feel like it's really difficult because sometimes anger is called for and legitimate and needed And also giving myself permission to kind of let that one ride or like it's not necessarily my battle to fight this time and yeah. negotiating that. I feel right. like I'm always the one that's usually like Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. But it's impossible. <laughs> it's and yeah, I think like giving myself permission to be like, Oh actually, on this one I don't have to Yeah. I don't have to knuckle down. Right, right. But that's possible. Well Tony Martin says racism is a distraction, right? So yes. it's like yeah, when you can, when you're always like playing whack-a-mole mm. with it, like you can't be doing anything else. So sometimes you have to be like, I'm not gonna fight that fight. Yeah, completely. Mm. I'm phrasing this as if, well, I've said, are you familiar with the okay. ministry? But I sent the Nat <laughs> Ministry to Mali yesterday. So the Nat Ministry is um, an Instagram account set up by the Nat Bishop, and it takes the idea of rest as reparations for Black people. Yeah. Um, that there's power in resting as resistance and that the dream space is also a a space of liberation of sorts and so what do you think of this idea of centering rest as a practice owed to black people Mm -hmm. here for it (laughs) I mean I've been thinking about being on leave for the last two months as reparations Mm -hmm. because I'm just like I've already I've already earned this Mm -hmm. like my people have already earned this times I don't know what Mm -hmm. Um, I don't I don't owe I don't owe capitalism anything I don't owe white supremacy anything Mm -hmm. Um, 
and if anything we're owed mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think it's um, I think it's really powerful mm-hmm. because I also think looking through that account even the imagery of black people napping mm-hmm. is like shocking because it's such a, it feels like a salve, it feels like a bomb to imagery of like black people fighting or black mm-hmm. people dying. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels really like, it feels like resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did you find it and how do you? I think someone sent it to me or I heard about it in another podcast and then as I, I've just been recommending it to everyone. Okay, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it's just like a constant reminder every time I go on my phone like like she'll literally just say take a nap <laughs> and so like and then I'm like okay I can like yeah. there, there's something around the permission, the permission of it um, right. and also seeing her Trisha the person that leads it okay. she was saying how um, I think she's getting quite frustrated because a lot of people are like DMing her being like how can we contribute you know we want to set up our own one da, 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 da. and she's like the way you contribute is take a nap. Is you go and take a nap but like because we're all so like yeah yeah like, into this like yeah, do some productivity yeah, mode yeah. that like schedule a meeting yeah like how are we gonna make this organize video? something yeah and so i really like that and also maybe this idea of like keeping it small keeping it local and not having right. to be a whole right. to do let's just make our lives a bit easier yeah so for me yeah i find her really powerful and just having that kind of constant reminder in my social media Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that's nice. Helpful. I think the reminder is good because mm-hmm. it's it's someone. I think you like the practice, right? Like it is a practice, mm-hmm. and like I really love just thinking about it like that because I really struggle to nap, and know. I'm just like I want to. <laughs> I'm trying. I really try, and I just like in the bed like, what yeah. happens now? <laughs> you know. And, I yeah I think it like it, it does it does need to be something that like we relearn and I'm thinking about my son too like I want him to also see his mother like taking care of herself like I saw my mother like taking care of us but I want him to see like it is a practice so mm-hmm. that he thinks that that is something that is also his birthright like mm-hmm. oh yeah I've been nap like I've been napping we've been napping how do you think or do you have a sense of how your son feels about rest or slowing down maybe it's difficult it's like an energetic little (laughs) child slowing down is not an option yeah um but I think that so my husband and I are both pretty introverted and my son is also I think uh is sort of introverted and I think like not not necessarily napping but he sees us taking time for ourselves a lot so even though he's super energetic and really wants a, another sibling which is oh, not gonna okay no um, <laughs> so he's like really like about like playing and and sometimes we have to be like no like I'm doing this thing mm. you have to find a way to entertain yes. yourself and I see him developing that muscle mm-hmm. of being like of like playing on his own or just like reading or just like you know and I think I think it's really you know whatever you choose to do with the time is yours but I think it's about recognizing that you like life is 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 like whatever you want like it doesn't have to be whatever capitalism just trying to make you productive or like mm-hmm. occupied by whatever so for him I think he he's full of like yeah, joy and energy and just like wants to play and do things all day but 
he doesn't, um, I don't think he has a relationship to like working or a relationship to like optimizing his time. Or, and I think it's important for him to see us not have that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I've been thinking about boundaries and rest, like saying no to people, disappointing others so you can center downtime if needed. That can be a difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. How do you feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also been thinking a lot about that um, as someone who's always doing too much and, and never feeling like it's enough and never feeling like I have enough me alone time. So I read, a, I was reading something recently that said no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. And I really love that because I think even in saying no, it's often like, well, I'm, I'm good for scapegoating my son and being like, oh, no, I can't because, like, I got to do something with him, which is really, like, I just don't want, i just not interested in that thing at all. Yeah. But um, saying no because me yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, what? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that people have so much, ex- like, like, so many expectations, or I think I create expectations of myself through mm-hmm. others so I'm yeah. like oh they like they need me there like I have to mm-hmm. I have to do this thing and mm-hmm. and I have to show up for this person and and I'm an old I'm the oldest sister so I also mm-hmm. feel like I'm responsible for everybody and their well-being mm-hmm. and um, I'm just like actively trying to reject all of that <laughs> you know right now and just be like I'm actually just responsible for myself and my son yeah. my son's name is Sekani which is Sekai plus an N I know I just thought it was meant to be and he's so lovely so good he's so cute so good um, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think boundary setting is really important and I think when you do it it's it feels scary but it but if you're doing it with people who like genuinely care with you, like nobody's gonna be like, oh my god. Like, mm-hmm. Also, why do you want those people in your life anyways? If yeah, you know. So, I think I yeah. There've been times I've had to let people down. Yeah, and I'm like, oh gosh. But I do do it. I probably just still feel guilty about it. Right. Um. But I think it's also interesting doing it with the people that you care about. So um, one of the few times that well. I go back to visit my mum in the UK quite a bit, and often when I come back, she's like, right, okay, so now we can do this, and you can help me with this thing, and da 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 And I'm like, I'm here for four days. Yeah. I just wanna like... So then we kind of just made it a thing that, okay, so when I come home, we do nice things together, nice. and spend try and spend like quality time together, mm-hmm. uh, which is a new thing for us to do, but it's actually been really nice. So I think thinking of boundary setting, or kind of introducing a new way of doing things together mm-hmm. can like, strengthen relationships yeah. or like maybe be challenging at first but I'm kind of interested to see like yeah how we keep it up yeah and I think that's also an opportunity to be like what is it that like th- I feel like there are things sometimes so for me like I like to read a lot mm-hmm. and then I have a lot of friends who want to party a lot and mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that yeah and so I'm often saying no 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 I don't want to do that but yeah. it's like I do want to spend time with that person so maybe it's also an opportunity to be like, maybe you also like to read. Yeah. Shall we go walk around the bookstore together? Oh, you know, like maybe yeah, yeah, you yeah. and your mom could also be discovering things that, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs> I've also been thinking about resting not in isolation, but in community and how far that's possible. I think sometimes for me, I do need time away from people to not yeah. be on, mm-hmm. but there are also with people with whom I spend time and I feel quite energized. Do you have people with whom you can rest with as such? Or is it more of a solo venture for you? 
I think the people who I like resting with the most are, it's my son and my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, we live together, so that probably contributes <laughs> a lot. But I really appreciate people who don't need to fill silence. Mm-hmm. And like my partner, like we're my partner and I are quite good at being alone together. We both mm-hmm. like to we both like which sometimes is a problem because we get like we're really withdrawn into our own. So we can like not talk like all week and we'll be like, oh hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, how's it going? Because uh, yeah, we're we're not like partic- yeah, I don't know. So we, we like to be alone together. Mm-hmm. And anybody who I can like share that with mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate because I, I find that really restful when you can like share space but it doesn't have to be a performance of like doing something mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be and you're not an- anxious by uh quiet yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I think it's really nice yeah. yeah I think maybe for me moving to the Netherlands as well and so like most relationships being fairly new relationships mm-hmm. I notice when I go back to the UK there's a certain ease that I have more of a history with people right. so there's like less explanation there and right. that feels more restful for me because maybe in other relationships I feel like maybe I'm having to explain right. a bit more but I think it also just takes time being in a place longer like you develop relationships with people that allow it to be more yeah. restful Definitely. Yeah, when like my best friends uh, from home, we can just like spend hours and hours talking and then mm-hmm. just like silence. And then it's like we, it's like not necessary to talk and it's not necessary to explain why we're not talking mm-hmm. or even to be like, I'm going to stop. Like, I got to go do it. It's just like yeah. that. And it's yeah. like fine. Yeah. Um, and I think that that ease and that comfort of knowing someone and feeling safe too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I think rest also has to do with safety. safety definitely. A lot. Um, so you have to feel that safety with that person, that they're, they're not expecting something from you, that you don't, have, you don't owe them anything. Mm-hmm. And my final question is, what is the next restful thing you'll be doing? <gasps> Love that. <laughs> um, I might go to the sauna next <gasps> week. Yeah, I'm do I'm using one fit. I don't know if anybody uses one fit, but I do. No. no. <laughs> yeah, because you can go to gyms around uh, the city as well as saunas around the city. So there's like a gym just across my way, and I don't go to it okay. for the gym. I go for the sauna. Okay. And uh, it's lovely, and I read, and mm-hmm. it's it's my treat. Yeah. Yeah. When I discovered Spa Zalva last oh, year, Spa-Zalva. I was like. My life is complete. My life is complete. You haven't been. Please yeah. go. Yeah. And <laughs> um, the next special thing I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'll be back home. I haven't been home for like what in Rotterdam. In the UK. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I haven't been there since Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so I'm gonna chill. And then there's like a nice event happening in the evening. Caribbean ancestry and so I want to kind of get out and meet more black people in Rotterdam and so yeah. I'm like this will be my mission so I'll rest in the day and then I'll go to that so yes. rest by myself and then resting rest community, with others I suppose mm-hmm. yeah. are there any questions um, I was wondering when you're in that mode of like being very productive and uh, taking up on a lot of tasks how do you recognize when it's too much or how do you recognize when you don't enjoy something 
before the moment you crash? Mm. That's a really good question, actually. I feel like it's about tuning into what are your what are your like body signals that know yes. you're gay. Yes, mm-hmm. but that also takes some learning of what those are. Mm-hmm. I know I'm doing too much. I'm on the brink. When I keep, I make stupid mistakes. Yeah, I'm in too much of a hurry and I forget this thing or like I stub my toe like I know that I'm not kind of centred and grounded and that might be an indication that I'm like okay what can I yeah. <laughs> remove from my schedule that's been something for me that I'm aware of yeah I think I think similar I think it's like when just when shit starts falling apart it's like <laughs> okay um, I also think I'm quite in tune with my body and like the thing like physical things that start to happen like my if my anxiety starts rising and I feel my heart rate going up and I'm trying to at least get better at being like okay slow down like you probably are doing the most today like and and the thing is I think the reality is is like so much of this is in our heads because I do think the world let's say the Netherlands right now in this moment is quite forgiving you know like I don't like nobody nothing ever happens because you miss uh, an appointment, or you like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's fine. It's almost always fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like in the U.S., it's not like that at all. It's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel here, like most of, like I, it also like my level of privilege and my level of access is like most situations are gonna be fine, and so the anxiety and the stress and the worry and like all of the things that I need to do, if I don't do any of them, it's still fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So I think for me, it's, it's often just reminding myself that, like when I feel like, it's like, what's, what's happening? What's at stake? Mm-hmm. Very little is usually, you know, like, can, can me and my family eat? Can, is everyone safe? Are we healthy? It's okay, we're good. Yeah, like thinking of like the worst case scenario. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm always thinking about, yeah. which is the problem. Because I'm <laughs> not optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of opposite of today, like, what if everything was going to be okay? I know, yeah. which is why I love it. I love that so much. I mean, I have a, my mom is Haitian, and I think, like, coming from that kind of place, like, every, like, Haitian, we're always ready for the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. constantly, constantly ready for that. Um, and so, yeah, it's a completely different orientation to the world. It's mm-hmm. like, w- like things will probably go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah, you, cool. you have to stay ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was there a question there? I don't know if you're like interested in answering this question. So, if it's a bad question, just we'll just skip over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering about um, this is something I was made aware of by a student once we were I was talking about all the ways in which I was stressed because I had so many things to do and I felt like I had to grab all the opportunities and then this student said wow I feel so stressed by all the things you're able to do <laughs> and this was like kind of a, like this was ki- kind of wild for me because it was the first time I think I had understood like the, my own privilege of being able to be very productive. And it sounds like you are also able to be extremely productive when you choose to. Rest for someone who is able to be extremely productive is maybe different than 
rest in other situations for other bodies. Um, and maybe this is also connected a little bit then to my question about class and black womanhood. And I wondered if you were able to say anything. I mean, maybe you're not at all. Um, but if you were and wanted to say any, something about how those two sort of intersect. I feel like um, I grew up with not much money, but I grew up with a mother that's very well-spoken and I'm quite well-spoken, so it also means that I'm able to code switch quite easily and I think people, I'm, I'm able to maybe navigate maybe some white middle-class spaces that black working-class people may not be able to, but economically didn't come from that background. Mm -hmm. But I do think that being poor is stressful and not restful. Um, and I think when you compound that with blackness and living in a racist society, I think it makes for a powerful combination yeah. um, that can make it feel very difficult to have the permission to rest. Yeah. Or that there, there maybe literally isn't the space to if your survival depends on you working. Yeah. There are certain realities yeah. within that. And so, although I speak of rest as a black person, I think it can also be very difficult to to do that and to find the space to do that. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I, I echo everything you just said. I think uh, what I was alluding to earlier around saying, like, here in the Netherlands mm -hmm. right now in 2019, it's mm -hmm. safe for me and my family. Mm -hmm. I think... Um, if we were in the States, it would be a different thing because mm -hmm. I think safety is mm -hmm. something that you can't be sure of there. Mm -hmm. And if I was in the States, I would not be able to just, you know, give the middle finger to my workplace and be like, I'm out, mm -hmm. I'm still getting paid, thank you very much, mm -hmm. good night, mm -hmm. Have, you know. Mm -hmm. Those are all privileges that my, that my mother didn't have, I'm mm -hmm. sure. First of all, I believe everybody, black Americans, all have PTSD, yeah. I believe, Yeah. period and to like deal with like mental illness essentially deal with poverty and deal with the constant threat physical or otherwise on you and your body and and uh, your family mm -hmm. is 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 not a rest cannot be a restful state it's mm -hmm. inherently anti-rest mm -hmm. um and so yeah i mean i think i think it's it's a privilege to even be able, it's a privilege, but it shouldn't be, yeah. to be even able to explore this as a intellectual idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, I mean, my, my parents could not rest, but we have higher rates of all kinds of health issues mm -hmm. because we cannot rest, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is also a practice, right? Because mm -hmm. I think even though I'm, I'm a much more well off than my mother was when she was raising me, mm -hmm. I still have, the framework still can, you know, those things are passed down. Mm. Um, and that's why, even with my son, like, I'm, I'm like struggling to be like, I want you to be a carefree black boy. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the, the joy of, of raising him here, because mm -hmm. he can be carefree. At the same time, I'm like, you need to be excellent. Yeah. You, you can't afford to not be excellent. Like, mm -hmm. you need to be fluent in all these languages, and mm -hmm. you need, you know, and, and I ha I'm having these, these battles internally because mm -hmm. it's like, no matter how, um, no matter how much I want him to be carefree, mm -hmm. 
he has to also stay woke wherever he goes, you know, when he becomes an adult. He needs to be able to navigate all kinds of spaces. He needs to be able to code switch. And he'll always have to, to demonstrate his worth and his humanity and his intellect. And, and how, do, how do I also train him to not be in response always, right? Like, which is something I saw on the, on the NAP, um, the NAP ministry Instagram. It's like, I don't need to, like, you don't deserve my labor of like helping you understand racism mm -hmm. or, 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 or helping you understand my value. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm both Dutch and I live in the Caribbean for a while. And um, actually a lot of what you're saying, I don't really relate to. And I think in the Caribbean people have a different relationship to rest and restfulness and also the pace of life. And I think that's one of the reasons that Dutch people also see them as lazy, because the priority is not to be busy. Whereas if you ask a Dutch person what they're doing and how they are, they're busy. Like that's the answer, the standard answer. Um, so in the Caribbean, there was this focus on uh, community and also healing through community instead of prioritizing being busy all the time. Taking a nap was part of my every single day. Like, you go to school, you come home, you take a nap, everyone else is napping, you wake back up, you do, yes, yeah, yeah, you take a nap. It's very important. And this conception of Antillian people being lazy is also because um, often they come here to study. The system is entirely different, the pace is entirely different, it's racist, um, the curriculum doesn't fit uh, the things that they already know. Um, and therefore there's a high dropout rate. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, um, so I wanted to comment like uh, beyond um, race as in black and white. Also like what you were talking about when you reach a certain privilege that you can, or consciousness that you can afford to rest and you realize that rest is important for you. Then if I look at myself that I also had to fight the system to get to a point where I can say, yes, I can afford to rest, but I won't afford my niece, for example, that privilege to say, yes, you, are, you can rest. You are a black woman because I feel like I've earned it, you know, that I really had to work hard for me to get to this level. For her, she's 18, and if I hear her <laughs> talking about rest, you know, it's, it doesn't work really because also I'm also thinking of the system that she has to fight. Will she be able to, like what you're saying, to navigate, you know, this um, racist or classist? So I think, yeah, it has to do with privilege and s reaching a certain level so that it applies to, I mean, um, to all black people or like black women in particular. So I just wanted to point out that beyond black and white, also within black ourselves, you know, age, class and privilege. Yeah. The title of the event, what if it was all going to be okay? Yeah. So what is your answer? Like your two answers. What, it, what would you do if it was all going to be okay? Um, I actually, well, what if it was all going to be okay kind of came from a different angle. So I remember a while ago, uh, I was talking to one of my good friends 
and I think oh, this is going to sound terrible. I was bemoaning that I wasn't in a relationship, right? And she said to me, Sakai, what would you do now if you knew that like this perfect partner is on its way for you, and uh, everything is in divine order and everything is going to be okay? And I was like, oh, I would just like breathe easy and I would just like chill, kind of thing. And so then I find that kind. Of, that concept I find it I found it quite powerful to think about like but what if everything was going to be okay because I know that's not my default base point so I I think I titled it the event this as an invitation to kind of think in that way if you don't already as your default Um, and if I knew that everything was going to be okay I would try and be more in the moment yeah kind of really lean into and enjoy the good things that are happening Mm. That would be... That's a far better ending <laughs> one. <laughs> what would you do if you knew that everything was going to be okay? Um, there's something about this question that makes me want to cry, and I don't know, mm-hmm. but I really I really appreciate it. I, uh, yeah. So I think, I think what I would do is be far more vulnerable, mm-hmm. far more... I would just move through the world with more ease, mm-hmm. with more um, openness. Mm-hmm. Like my, my my own life, my own like experience in the world has has made me feel quite hard. So I think if I knew everything was going to be okay, it. I don't. I also feel like it's an invitation. I think which mm-hmm. is your it's an invitation to imagine, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate and I and I and I uh, want to keep thinking about. But I, I just think I would I would feel more safe I would mm. you know I would be less afraid and uh, be more vulnerable to to the world on that note can all head out and it's all been set up very nicely oh, so and nice. I'll have some music playing so Aww. yeah enjoy the food on the tables we've created together and the cute yay thank you, thank you. Thank you.